welcome back to the Big Fetch. I'm James Barnett. And I'm Toby Davis. I thought I'd start this episode by talking about uh, a fun little thing that's been occurring this week. So my mum started volunteering, you know, the NHS app thing? No, not too sure about what that is. A few months ago, the government asked for volunteers to help out with essential services, like delivering things for vulnerable people or whatever, in in the thing that we don't talk about on this podcast. Got it. And it's good. She, my mum's been doing things. She's been picking up things for people and dropping things off. And it's like really, it's really good stuff, like wholesome. But when the app gives her a name of someone, she then tries to work out if they're Jewish. So she'll look <laughs> at their name, where they live, and what they've asked her to pick up to see if <laughs> she's, to see if they're, they're Jewish. So say, obviously, they, they give you one and it's Mrs. Hilda Cohen. Okay, right, fair enough. She's <laughs> Jewish. But then if it's one that you're not sure about, she's like, oh, where do they live? Oh, it's quite a Jewish area, you know? She needs like one of the three. It's trying to score. And obviously then it comes to food. If it's, you know, smoked salmon and herring, then maybe she's Jewish. Yeah. Or if it's not, but obviously then you've got the, the Jews are eating their bacon. So who knows anymore? But once she went to Hendon for a woman and... My mum was adamant she was going to be Jewish, a 90-year-old Jewish woman, she told me. And then my mum was like, mm, I don't know. You know, we've got the Jew, <laughs> Jew dial. And when you look at someone and she said, I'm not so sure. I can just imagine your mum like being so disappointed when she turns up the door. You're not Jewish? You're like, what are you on about? I just want my food. <laughs> she takes the food back. <laughs> so this week we're talking about Friday night dinners, which... You may have seen before on Channel 4's hit programme, Friday Night Dinner, which is about one Jewish family on a Friday evening where the whole family comes around to eat. By the way, they didn't create Friday Night Dinner, like the concept. It's been around for a long time, Friday Night Dinners. <laughs> I don't really like it that much. No. From what we're talking about, you would think Friday Night Dinner, you know, you're just having a, a meal if on you, a Friday. If you've not heard about it, it, it sounds like everyone has a dinner on a Friday. <laughs> I mean, the Jews, Friday Night Dinner, I guess you can compare it mostly to... A Sunday roast. Yeah, probably. I mean, I feel it's different for a lot of people. What I consider it is a it's family gathering um, and you have a lot of food and the food is the main point in this. We don't I mean, do anything from a religious standpoint, but it's, it's really like we maintain it mainly because of a family. The, the, the concept of Friday night dinner is, is religious in its nature. The fact that it's the time when the Jewish Sabbath starts, but <laughs> yeah. that's not really what we're, talk, we're, we're here to talk about. People have their varying degrees of whether they have it religiously or not. But secular Jews but who, who follow their, their culture to an extent would have a Friday night dinner. It's one of those like last remaining cultural traditions. You know, if you don't go to shul, but you probably still have a Friday night dinner. There's, when you have a Friday night dinner, you never feel like you could eat more, can you? you you're, you're full to the brim. Yeah, it's kind of that sicky feeling. I know we're talking about sick again, but it's that sort of sicky, full feeling. It's, it's mainly because, you know, they make so much food. And if, you're not, if your mum, for example, doesn't see you having it, you're like, why are you not eating my, uh, my chicken? What's wrong what's with it? What, what's wrong? <laughs> you don't like it? You don't like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Have another potato. No, no, thank you, thank you. Have another More chick- potato. You know, oh, oh, don't leave that. You've got to finish it. You've got to finish it. And Dad and I were like, no, we've yeah. been eating for ages. We're stuffed. <laughs> why don't you finish it? I don't want it. Yeah, I've been, don't I've, leave it. Oh, we're the dustbin. We're the Jewish dustbin, but you, you don't need it. What's the difference between a dustbin and a Jewish dustbin? 
I'm a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> the type of food that goes in it, I don't know. Um, the worst, actually, on that point is when they put it on your plate. I was like, I just said no three times. Like, why if I say no, no, it's all right. No, it's fine. Oh, that's enough. Or oh, yeah, or oh, that's enough. Just have it. Just have it. I really, really don't want it. The food is obviously different on a Friday night dinner, isn't it, James? It's, it's not your standard, right, you get a main course and that's it for dinner. It could be anything. It's not chilli con carne. It's not <laughs> spaghetti bolognese. It's, it's a few courses. And like we said before, you are so full at the end of it. I think the main course is, is the most standard, really. It's, it's normally a roast. I'd say it's often roast chicken. Yeah, chicken for me. Or sometimes, you know, salt beef, which is, um, which is a bit like corned beef, but better, in my opinion. <laughs> but, my my favourite... And it, we've mentioned it before, is the Jewish penicillin is chicken soup. And it's not the Chinese type of chicken soup or anything like that. But I think my mum is the best at it. So everyone says, it. yeah, I mean, it's not always the and case. my grandparents, yeah. Within the chicken soup, let's go through it. You've got, for me anyway, it's um, canegla, which is like dumplings. And you have lokchun, which is a bit like noodles as well. I've got a, a, actually a little quick here. A lot of people don't have chicken in it. I don't have chicken in it. I find that so weird. My mum has bits of, you eat chicken in it. You actually have bits of chicken in it. It's called chicken soup. I, I get know. it. It's got the flavouring. I yeah. get it. When my mum, when we've run out and all the bits, you know, mum goes, do you want a bit more? Like, there's a little bit left in the pan and it's got yeah. no chicken in it. It still tastes nice. Right. But I like chewing on things in the chicken soup, whether that's chicken, lokshin, kanadluch. I, I, I've always said soup is boring. But with chicken soup, you've got the you've always got the dumpling and you've got the um, the noodles, the lochun and the canegla. So for me, it's not one mouthful are the same, you know. But yeah, you have the chicken. I don't have the chicken. But it's because when you make chicken soup, you use boiler chicken, which is like a poorer quality. You boil it in the yeah. And let's be honest, as we were talking about in the previous episode, it's probably quite schmaltzy. It's probably quite yeah, it's, it's, it's not really good for you. Like heart disease <laughs> in the middle. It's. In the winter, in the middle of winter, when you come back from a, a lot, like we say, a long week of work or something, yeah. it is an unbelievable feeling. I tell you what my favourite thing also is about chicken soup. I know I mentioned a couple of things about it, but it's the, the dipping the holler in the soup. I, I once went round to someone's house and they were like, oh, you dip your holler in the soup. That's so weird. Holler, by the way, for everyone, is a Jewish bread. Everyone, once someone said it, it tastes like brioche. It doesn't. It's a lot better than that. Anyway, it's the best tasting bread in the world, to be honest really, with you. It really is. And when you get the bread in the soup and you have it, absorbing a bit of it, it's unbelievable. But yeah, people telling me I can't do that, they can um, go away. Yeah, have I told you about the, the, weird, the weird story I had with Holler in Brixton Prison? Uh, maybe. Repeat it. So for, so for work, a client of ours in Brixton, we were trying to help with some community engagement. So I went, there's a famous bakery started by Gordon Ramsay in Brixton Prison called the Bad Boys Bakery. <laughs> I went in. I went in there with a client. It sounds like a boy. I went, I went, uh, yeah, <laughs> I went into the prison, and they were telling us, "Oh, we make lemon drizzle cake. We make pastries, All things standard. like that." And then, as I was, we were walking out, I saw a whiteboard, and I saw the word "holler." And because obviously, the Jewish community in the UK is still quite small. It's mainly based in Northwest London. We were in the middle of South London, in a prison. I I couldn't believe my eyes. To be honest with you, James. I looked at the board and I was like, that says challah, as in the Jewish bread we have on Friday night dinner. Yeah. And I said to the guy, oh, uh, what's this? He said, oh, that's challah, the Jewish bread. Oh, went, yeah. Oh, really? You make that? He goes, oh, yeah, we've, we've got some. We baked it yesterday. <laughs> to which he gave me a challah 
from the prison bakery, which we used at Friday night dinner with the chicken soup. Did, did it have to I go had, through the like, scanner? Did it have to no, no, no. There was no, there was no um, razor blades in it or anything or drugs <laughs> yeah, inside the column. I mean, it's a good okay. place to hide it. What happens though is you have such a plethora of food that you know you're going to have leftovers, like on a Sunday roast, right? I get annoyed when, right, everyone's full, but people are still digging in, digging into my leftovers now. These are mine, as in, my grandparents know, like, whatever's not finished comes home with my brother and I. And sometimes when other people come, you know, dipping into more potatoes than they really yeah, yeah. should be having. Excuse me. That's my favourite Saturday lunchtime is definitely a leftover Friday night dinner sandwich in Holla. I think that we have missed out on the first course, though, when it comes to Friday night dinner, which is food that is quite controversial. A lot of old Jews like it, but I love it. It's chopped liver. It's, it's, I guess you could compare it to like a pate, mushed up liver, literally chopped up mush, mushed liver of some sort of animal. I have no idea. What it, it could be chicken, lamb, beef, I whatever. I have honestly no idea. Well, I think it's chicken. And then I think there's things like pepper and onions and whatever. Sometimes and it's egg. It came late to the palate. Once I became a m mature adult, I started to love it. Oh, you just started to love things like mushed. Yeah, yeah mushed like liver. Order, it sounds, this is the problem. with, As we said about schmaltzy, fatty, Ashkenazi food. I don't eat this food. So I, I'm normally waiting 10 minutes until my chicken soup, really. My cousins are saying, you know, waiting for the next... Yeah, the next yeah everyone's time. eating around. So, I mean, what you said earlier about, about Friday night dinners, I think is, is kind of pertinent because even if Jews aren't religious, I mean, I think I've always said that there's a famous saying that if... Anyone more religious than you as a Jew, you think of them as like a really religious, you know, wow, they're observant, or as we call it, from a Jew. And if someone who's, someone who's not, who's a little bit less religious than you is viewed as a non-Jew. Do you, do you have any uh, religious traditions on your Friday nights? <laughs> so us particularly, not really. I mean, obviously, I basically think you're supposed to do is the prayer for bread and wine, aren't you? And then light some candles. And... I've had it before where after dinner, my mum's gone, should we do the candles? And you're like, yeah, it could be nice, but it was definitely wasn't supposed to be done then. There was no <laughs> it's, a, it's a symbolic thing. So I think when you're, uh, as, as a Jew, even in the 21st century, it's not really acceptable for you to go out on a Friday night. My parents let me out, let me go occasionally. You ask nicely and very much in advance, can I go out this particular Friday? You're allowed like one a month, aren't you? <laughs> you, know, you it, it is a rough, yeah. I give about three weeks notice as well. They, my, grand, my grandparents, if they hear I'm going out on a Friday night, the week of Friday night, they'd be like, you never told us. I've also had that one where I'll be on, an, I'll be on that night out or in the pub or whatever on a Friday and I'll get a text from my sister being like, oh, not coming around, are you? Such a bad Jew. <laughs> you don't live up to expectations. Yeah. You, you, you've literally like schmoozed all the time. And then one Friday night dinner you didn't come to, that's it. You're in the bad books for good then. Yeah. Oh, Mr. I don't come to Friday night dinner is suddenly the reputation. You're, you're breaking thousands of years of traditions by going to the pub that night. And I find, I find that so strange. So when you leave the office on a Friday, a lot of people say, oh, so what are you doing tonight? And yeah. every Friday I'm like, it's hard to explain to non-Jews. You're, you're like, I'm, I'm going home for dinner with my family. And they're like, again? You, you have that every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I kind of have to say that I'm, I'm going home for Friday night dinner. It's a Jewish thing, kind of. Without any Jewish like, stuff. Observe, observing the Sabbath, but it's, it's not, I'm not observing the Sabbath. I'm going home to eat dinner with my 
parents. And it's quite ambiguous. They think it's weird that, you know, after a week of work, a busy, big week, yeah. instead of going out to the pub with everyone else, like the rest of the city or the country, <laughs> you're going straight home. I can stay for a drink and then I... Do you ever, oh, do you ever bring flowers? No. What do you think I am? Yeah, uh, so I, this I bring is myself. I, my presence. This is the thing. Sometimes I bring, I bring flowers because I know that she likes it and after a while... If I haven't brought them, she'll she'll bring it up. So occasionally I'll bring flowers, but then I say, don't expect these every week because <laughs> it's not happening. Because she's made like the five courses or whatever, and I'm like, it's difficult to just go from my office to the train station. Where, where's the florist? Yeah. Where, where are florists nowadays? It just it's, it's quite annoying. It just happens to be that Friday night dinner is on a Friday, like probably <laughs> the best day to go out on. You Mom, know, you've had the full yeah. week, and now you've got this thing on a Friday night. And you've got to go to it. Maybe we should go to the rabbis, James, and say... Let's change. Can you move it to a Monday? <laughs> you know, that Sabbath thing. It's not really working for me. Can we move uh, it back? No, actually, I want to go into a quetch about florists, actually, if you don't mind, James. Just bring um, this back when we... Yeah, I mean, go for it. I don't know where this go. Flowers, mate, and florists. Flowers cost a lot of money for things that last less time than food in the fridge. And I get it. I get it. They look nice, right? I get it. Get fake ones. Because everyone always talks about the smell. The smell smells like dirt. You know, like the outdoor... It smells like, well, I guess, a garden centre. But I don't <laughs> particularly like that. I don't like that smell. Yeah. So I think that flowers look great. I get them. They make the, the kitchen brighter, whatever. But they die within three days. Also, because I'm not some expert florist or floral guy... Right. I'm looking at flowers. You don't know if they're not born yet, so that means they'll have their whole lifespan or whatever. Oh, yeah, they're, I could be sold anything, couldn't you? you they, look, they look horrible, like they're in the bud. You know, they're not out yet. So you're like, well, this thing yeah. looks shit, but it'll be out for the... It'll oh, come and, out for four or five days, and, yeah. and you buy them, and your mum goes, they're dead. They're literally no, dead. The, the, worst, the worst is like, oh, I don't like that type of flower. Like, we're meant to know what type of flowers, like your mum's... Yeah. So sometimes I buy flowers, and they'll cost me a fortune. Also, I didn't realise they up the prices in certain places, you know. So I work by London Bridge. London Bridge tube station. The florists are very expensive. Just pick them from someone's garden. What, between here and Mil- from between <laughs> London Bridge and Millhall Broadway? <laughs> Don't think there's many gardens on the way. But I'm just saying, if there's some nice uh, flowers you see in a garden, what's to stop you? I don't think we've kind of explained exactly who's there. So for me, it's obviously different for a lot of people, but it's a family thing. I have my parents, my grandparents, and then occasionally we have... Um, a few other random people, like grandma's friends, something like that. Um, but even, even if my grandma is not there, I'm still expected, and that'll just be the four of us. Yeah, exactly. I remember, actually, this was uh, last week, and it was a Friday night dinner. I know we're not talking really about what's happening, but obviously it's only the four of us. And my mum just made a standard meal, like just one course. My brother goes, what are you doing? It's Friday night dinner. Why are you making pasta? I'm like, he makes a good point, to be fair. Why, why is it only pasta? You, you now come to expect a, the whole shebang on a Friday. I think Friday night dinner is one of those things that no matter, no matter how religious you are, it does kind of bind people together. You know, it's a tradition that you want to keep for a long time. Would you, would you say, James? Yeah, exactly. And when I was saying about um, who comes, occasionally we'll get some absolute randoms coming. Like, from a family sense, but also outside of that, I think it's something my grandma likes to do. It's, a, it's meant to be a mitzvah, isn't it? You invite... You invite someone round that. What's a mitzvah, them. James? Oh, good point. Let's go to Yiddish Dictionary Corner. Talk Yiddish to me. 
So in David Gross's expanded edition Yiddish Practical Dictionary, a mitzvah is a religious commandment or a good deed. Now, when we're talking about inviting people around for Friday night dinner, it's obviously not a religious commandment. The modern translation of a mitzvah is a good deed, isn't it, James? Yeah, I can just imagine. Like you, you get to Friday afternoon, you're like, where is someone? I need to get them around. Or I said, don't fulfill my commandment. Yeah, exactly. Come? Please, you, come here. You'd not be happy with me if I did not ask you around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's also a great thing to be invited to someone else's friday night dinner i love i love being invited to someone else's it's 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 a point that we've actually made with a, a couple of our friends before james yeah it's quite it's quite nice to see um how other people have it even from a li- religious standpoint the food everything for me I, I love the family dynamics of being invited to someone else's dinner yeah, in other people's in other people's places and it is some people are way more religious than us it's a great honor to be invited to someone's friday night yeah. also then you see who gets on with who, the siblings winding each other up. Sometimes you get involved in it and sometimes you're a bit like, okay, this is a bit much for me. It's like when you were younger, you know, you're on the, if you're having a big Friday night dinner, you're on the adult table and the kids' table. You get demoted to the kids' table. There is no respect there if you're on the kids' table, is there? I know, because you're, you're talking about much more banal things where you, <laughs> you want to be in the thick of it talking about the world's issues or yeah. what do you think of a latest politician or a move? Instead of talking something. about Play-Doh. Yeah, exactly. That's what kids talk about, right? There is that effort to be the model young person. Not model the young person, model, model guest. guest. Yeah. So I do help out a little bit. I'll clear the plates at home or, or something. When you're at someone else's house, oh my God, do you turn into silver service waiters? You're helping move the dishes, clearing the tables, putting things away. Yeah. Like being the model host. You can, um, you can overdo it as well where you, you know, you're trying to help out too much. Sometimes you want to, you're at Friday night, then you want to relax. I don't feel relaxed then if I'm constantly getting up and trying to help, going into the kitchen stuff. I want to, I want to enjoy the experience. That's why I don't do it as much. But for once, for example, when I was at, I came around to yours for Friday night dinner, which was again, a big honor. Cause even though I come to your house a lot, coming to Friday night dinner was a big thing. That's yeah. the point, isn't it? You come for dinner, but not a Friday night dinner. Remember that you and your brother weren't helping out that much and I was doing all the dishes and your grandma was like, oh, that Toby, what a lovely boy. And I was like, yes, grandma points, grandma points. (laughs) I know for me especially that Friday night conversation is, (laughs) is quite intense at times as well. You're worried about sometimes when you have a guest over Friday night, yeah, what they will hear. Oh, it's, it's especially like the meetings of families is, it's, you know, you're weird in your own family, aren't you? Like, could have nicknames or something like that. And then all of a sudden someone's being thrown into the mix. You're like, oh, this is how other families live, is it? And literally you get the briefing before. Right, everyone, no tattoos, no tattoos. Like, we never really... No, no, no tattoos. mentioning of tattoos, you mean. Exactly, no mentioning of tattoos. We never even mention it normally. All of a sudden, have you seen all that tattoos on David Beckham? They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'm like, how? How is this possible? You had the briefing as well. We're not slating Friday dinner by any means. It is the best meal of the week. It's a great time to meet with your family. The food's great. I guess it's a way of still connecting with our traditions. Okay, we've now got a kvetch being sent in to us, so take a listen. Hi, James and Toby. Loving the podcast. Please keep it up. Um, I've got a kvetch for you. I've moved in with my parents uh, since lockdowns began. And for the most part, it's going okay. But uh, one thing's getting on my wick, and that's 
people moving my stuff. Uh, now, case in point, I was uh, in my garage painting a plant pot, making it look all nice and new. Uh, I go in the next day to put on a second coat of paint and the brush is gone. The pot's been put away. The tray table I was doing it on has been folded up and moved and I'm furious. I'm furious. Now, I want to know if I'm right to be furious. Um, if you guys have any advice or any tips for how I should handle it. Thank you. Now, forget the actual critch itself there, Jim. I'm liking the, the passion behind the submission. Yeah, he used the word furious as well about his plant pot. It's, this is the exact sort of critch we want where it's something small, but actually it's bloody infuriating. And he asked about, is he right? Has he got any advice? Firstly, I totally empathise with him. That is a real bugbear of mine when things have been moved. And there's always one person that does it. I don't know if it's the same for you. It's always my mum. Is it for you the same thing? It, it used to be, but actually, to be fair, to be fair to my mum, half the things she's moving, if, I've, if I can't find something, half the time she'll be able to find, you know, yeah. she finds it. It's like, like actually, oh, I can't find that coat from seven years ago. She goes into the same cupboard you've been looking in for five minutes and you're like, what the hell How do, do they do that? Sorcery. I think, I mean, maybe it's a middle class thing, but <laughs> clean, cleaners move things all the time. And I haven't, because the idea is, just because you've moved it does not mean you have cleaned it. I don't know where it is now. Clean under it, put it back. That's what we want. We didn't get a sense of who the culprit was in that scenario, did we, as well? He said someone. We still don't know. The jury's still out. We're not going to guess who it is, but it's a member of his household, obviously. <laughs> oh, we don't know. Um, but I, I, no, I, I do find that incredibly frustrating. And also, I know they're trying to be neat, but if it's not your possession, don't move it. That's, if I've left something somewhere... Instead of it being moved, I get told, move that thing. You know, yeah, you've yeah. left it on the stairs. You've left it in the hallway. Okay. I'll get told off for leaving stuff around. But then once, once it gets moved, I need to find something. And then they don't know where it is. And it's gone missing. So what good is that? So, but then, but then what if, if it's like me, you were told to move it. Surely you're the one who moved it. I don't get told to move it. It just gets moved. And it's the same with um, the Kvetch Marcus has just sent in. I think he's not furious about stuff being moved. He's furious about not knowing why where it's been moved or to. where it's been moved. Exactly, exactly that. But actually, it sounds like with his, with his plant pot, <laughs> that it was also the things he was using to do. So all the things he was using to paint it have also gone missing. Not just the plant yeah, pot, as in yeah. he's got to track down three or four different things. That would be really, really irritating. I think it's because you have, um, if you're involved into like an activity and you've got this idea in your head, right, I've got that there, I've got that there. You want to know tomorrow when you go I'm gonna... back. To, to yeah. that thing and, and it's all gone and it's disrupted your thought process as well I'm, I feel sorry for you Marcus on this particular issue yes moving stuff people moving your things and then not telling you where they are annoying right James agreed it's a household thing um, it just it's just a bit of communication we need at this point in time <laughs> thanks again for listening everyone uh, we've received a couple more submissions so we'll carry on um, showing those using them uh, be sure to WhatsApp them again to Toby and I, like you have been doing. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. My God. I'm at a coronary. Hello. Oh. Welcome welcome to oh. the big fetch. Did you know she was there? Yeah. Obviously, I can see. Oh.